Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. This episode of Intuitive Bites podcast is brought to you by my online intuitive eating courses. Take your food and body healing journey to the next level with these self-paced online courses. If you're brand new to this topic, check out my Introduction to Intuitive Eating course. If you're looking for something more comprehensive that talks about body image healing, health at every size, and intuitive eating, check out my Food Freedom 101 course. And if you're a professional in this space looking to learn more about how to do this work with your clients, but also how to do this work for yourself, check out my anti-diet approach course for professionals. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Intuitive Bites. Hey guys, welcome to episode 78 of Intuitive Bites. Today I'm chatting with Amy Severson, who you may know from Instagram as at Amy underscore RD. And we are talking about the pros and cons of dieting. So of course, we boast a lot in this space about the cons of dieting, right? The reasons why um, it really doesn't serve you um, and it can be very harmful. And I think it's important to have the conversation around what the pros of being complicit in diet culture are. Um, So this is what this conversation is all about. I hope you guys enjoy it. Before I I dive into that, just want to let you know two things. The first is if you're not already following me on Instagram, go do that. Um, So my handle on Instagram is at the intuitive underscore RD, like registered dietitian. Um, And then if you are interested in one-on-one coaching, I am currently accepting new one-on-one coaching clients. Um, If you're looking for that kind of more in-depth support, you want someone to really take your hand on this intuitive eating journey and help you along, this is the opportunity for you. Um, The best way to apply for that would be to go to the link in my bio on Instagram. So it's again at the intuitive underscore RD Um, and just click the link, click the work with me link within that and it'll get you all set up and I'll reach out to you from there. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and listen into my conversation with Amy. All right, Amy, we are good to go. So let's start with just having you introduce yourself and the work you do and all that. Awesome. Yeah. I'm Amy Severson. Um, I'm a dietitian in Washington state. I live in Bellingham, Washington. So I'm like 20 minutes from the Canadian border that I sadly cannot cross right now to get the good chocolate. Um, <laughs> sad, sad year not to get good chocolate. Um, and I have a private practice here, um, with a couple of dietitians working underneath me and yeah, we work mostly with disordered eating and eating disorders and I've been doing this for a few years now and I really like it. So cool. Awesome. Okay. Um, so the topic I wanted to kind of dive in into with you today, um, is basically this idea of like the pros and cons of giving up dieting, right? I feel like 
a lot of times we view it from the lens of like, there's obviously there's a ton to be gained from, from stepping away from dieting, but there's also things to consider and things to potentially grieve about giving it up. So I just want to explore that with you. Um, so let's get your initial thoughts on, um, yeah, pros and cons of dieting. What first comes to your mind with this, this idea? Yeah. I think it's really important to talk about the pros and cons because I think we miss it a lot because of course there are going to be pros to it. Like, and of course, like a lot of people are going to try and sell this work with a lot of the cons, like about how bad dieting is and how all those things. And like, it is like, don't get me wrong. It is. Mm -hmm. And also there's a reason we've been wanting to do it for so long. And like, there's a reason that so many people continue to engage in it and go back to it because there are a lot of pros. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That exactly. So let's just like, yeah, let's take it one step further and talk about like, what do you stand to? Well, let's start with, yeah, the pros. So like, what do you stand to gain when you give up dieting? Right. So this is probably the stuff that we hear about a lot, but like, I'll throw that over to your court. Like what, what is the, the, what's the benefit of giving up dieting? Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is the one we talk about a lot more often and it's definitely things like at the very least you, you gain more freedom. Like you have brain space, time, you have, you have less, I don't know, everything being taken over by this, like this expectation of you and these, these expectations of the way you eat and obsessions. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of ways we can gain health in different ways. And health is also an extremely personal thing and also not required of anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and we gain, I don't know, ourselves. I feel like in a lot of ways, diet culture really like takes over who we are as people and really overshadows like our personalities and our, I don't know. It's like, yeah. I like this color because everyone told me I like, I like this color. <laughs> Basically what diet culture does. And when we can kind of like dig into that, it's everything from like, Oh, maybe I don't like Oreos as much as I thought I did to like, mm-hmm. Oh, like I really actually don't like to wear these type of clothes or yeah like this color or I don't know, we can kind of explore a lot of ourselves in that space. That's so interesting. The thing you noted about like, you know, that kind of phenomenon or whatever, where sometimes when you explore fear foods and things that you think that you're like crazy about, and then all of a sudden you like reach that habituation or you like take away all of the like layers Mm -hmm. of like gunk that's been around that food. Like sometimes you're like, wait, I don't even like that. And I feel like that's an experience that a a lot of people have. And it's just interesting to think about it from the lens of like, you didn't even know you didn't like that food because diet culture has been like mucking up all this stuff for so long. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, or I always use Oreos cause that's like a super hard example for me because I was like obsessed with Oreos and like, Oh my God, these are the best things ever. I can never have them around. And then I like, now I have like a seven year old who loves them. And like, we always have Oreos around as a result. And I'm like, she'll bring me Oreos. I'm like, do you want an Oreo? I'm like, eh. do you want any- anything else like are there any <laughs> other cookies because these are pretty mediocre <laughs> so funny yeah that's wild but I just totally resonate personally with that idea of like diet culture taking over who you who you are I think that mine's not a unique experience that like I was impacted like around the time of like high school and whatever and that's a time when you're like developing just again like who you are and like mm-hmm. who I became was the person who, I don't know, was like, 
the healthy person or whatever was, you know, active and, and mm -hmm. always eating the right things or trying to appear that I was reading, eating the right things and then hiding what I was actually eating or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it just became, it's became this identity. And I think a lot of people can relate to that being, you know, their mm -hmm. identity. Yeah. They're the clean eaters. They're the exercisers. They're the, uh, whatever that the vegan, you know, whatever that like title, that label, they've kind of like, found under diet culture and like that's not a personality trait right but it's kind of become one <laughs> absolutely and like that makes me think of that there's this I don't know I mean yeah like there's this validation that comes from participating in diet culture or dieting all of this stuff and then it reminds me of too like the community aspect right so like if i decide to diet if i go on whatever um there might be this all this this community around me that feels very supportive and like that actually does trigger something in me that might be supportive right but it's in this like really toxic way <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah it's like this so i had a client recently asked me if there was like a local like intuitive eating circle or like bad acceptance circle and I was like no <laughs> but you can like google really easily and find lots of Weight Watchers meetings and lots of like, I know. you know OA and stuff like that which is lovely and right. exactly the opposite of what she was asking for exactly oh my god I just can't wait for like I don't know how many years from now but like that it's just like much easier to find those kind of Same. resources you know yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um yeah. And I think another thing I just want to jump back to, you said, you know, health and there's like kind of lots of different things that stem off from that, but like, it's interesting, right? Because I think that when people first come to intuitive eating, they're, they're giving up dieting, their fear is that they're giving up health. They're just like, they're, you know, whatever that, and it's ironic because you know, that very much is not necessarily the case, but I don't know. Can we expand on that a little bit? Yeah. That idea? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like the, it's the giving up the letting go is the word we hear a lot. Like I'm letting myself go. Yeah. And like the questions like new intuitive eaters will often come to me with is like, but how am I going to be able to take care of my health if I'm not like basically policing what I'm eating or like having this big focus on it. And I think even like bringing up the, I don't think that health is a moral obligation is really like activating for a lot of people because yes it's so deeply held in our culture that health is a moral obligation. Like everything from we have to be as healthy as possible. So we don't quote unquote, put a strain on the, like the what insurance industry. Right. Cool. Um, <laughs> here to help them. Um, and like, we, you know, we don't put a strain on the industry. We don't, um, I don't know, become a burden for other people. I was thinking about this with like life insurance the other day about how like you're less likely to be insured if you're, considered unhealthy enough and it's like but everyone dies right and it's gonna cost money regardless you know right. <laughs> um and it's it's there's such a such a deeply held like expectation of ourselves that we just will forever be as healthy as we can including like when we have kids like I don't care if it's a boy or a girl as long as it's happy and healthy like what if it's not like mm -hmm. you know, hate it because of that because I'm confused Oh, wow. So interesting. There's just so much, so much there, but it's so true. I can, the, the way you kind of stated, like the people become very activated by that idea of like health, not being a moral obligation. Um, yeah. And I feel like even just 
there's yeah so many things that people kind of can just it, when we challenge these beliefs that we've made so many of our choices from it's like wait a second if i didn't have to do all that then whatever right like that just brings up everything <laughs> yeah absolutely and like i think with health in particular too there's this like idea that we have more control and more responsibility over ourselves than we actually do and like some people, no matter what they do, they will never meet your definition of healthy. And for whatever reason, like whether yeah. it's disability or chronic illness or like your idea of healthy is so, you know, unattainable that no one's ever going to reach it. Mm -hmm. And we have, I, I think it's really unfair to have this definition of health that excludes like 80% of the culture because we want it to be an exclusive club. Right. Right. So then you can like, I don't even know. So yeah, super messed up. And also it's, I mean, it brings in the consumerism and the like, okay, you have to keep achieving and buying and buying and getting there and getting there. And uh -huh. getting there. So it's, yeah. yeah. It's a deep, like deep mess. <laughs> you can really wade into and be like, wow, this is a lot. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and then finally, I'm like weaving back to everything you, you mentioned there, but like the freedom piece, right? Like both from a, a lens of like, yeah, like time, because it, when you're dieting, you're consumed and you like, you can, you know, dedicate years of your life to, to just that goal mm -hmm. of changing your body. Um, but mental capacity, right? Like, I feel like that's one of the first things that often shifts with clients I work with is like, all of a sudden they're like, wait, I'm not thinking about food all the time because I'm like eating adequately. Like that, that was always available. Just like on the other side of a couple other snacks or whatever, you know? Yeah. Cause like, it's always like, we have to we diet culture tells us we have to like manage our way into thinking about food less. Like if you just plan better, so manage more, you'll think about it less. But if you really just let it go, you think about it less. Cause then it's like, Oh, it's food time. Yeah. I'm hungry. I'll eat this food that's in front of me. Cool. And it, yeah. And it's like mind blowing to think that we can reach that place when you've never had it before. Yes. And have been told that it was like on the other side of something that was actually just making it worse. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, just keep dieting better and like more willpower and blah, blah, blah. And like, it just makes it all worse. And then it's like, Oh, if I just like didn't do any of that, then it was right here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Uh, all right. So let's talk a little bit about, um, the flip side. Right. So mm -hmm. what, and this is the hard part, right. But like, what do you potentially lose when you know giving up this dieting thing and going on an intuitive eating journey yeah this is definitely the piece that we kind of miss out on when we talk about intuitive eating sometimes and it is i think the thing that can make all of this work seem kind of exclusive and a little bit unattainable for some people because i think one of the things we can miss out on and this applies to everybody but specifically to certain groups of people is the social currency, the social capital you get from it and the safety, like mm -hmm. there is safety in like trying to achieve a smaller body. There is safety in going with expectations and, you know, whether it's dieting for health and wellness or it's dieting for weight loss, all those things. Like mm -hmm. if you live in a black body, if you live in a, in a queer body, if you live in a trans body, um, that's, that might be social capital that you need. And like, I also like firmly don't believe that I'm here to tell you that that's wrong. Mm -hmm. Like if you need that safety, if you need that capital, then like 
please, yeah. you don't have to listen to everything that I say because it, it can't always apply to you. Like I can't tell you that your perception of safety is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the biggest piece is that there's a lot of safety in that. Yeah. That like is giving me all the feels because it's just like so big and it's something that, you know, my, myself with, with a lot of privilege, like I can't even possibly know. Um, and it, but like acknowledging that and being like, yeah, like I clearly don't have that lived experience. Like I'm speaking from my very narrow lived experience. And like, if participating in dieting will give you a bit of that social currency, or like you said, like that feeling of safety, like, yeah, like makes sense. And how, who am I to be like, no, but you shouldn't. And like, I hope that I never come off as like, no, you shouldn't. Right. Because, um, everyone has, has their own choice to participate or not, you know, like hopefully the work that I'm doing and you're doing and and everyone is like offering another option for those who feel it's available to them. But yeah. Yeah. For me, it feels like it's like half of this work is the individual work. Like it's helping individual people like step away from diet culture and you know move into this space of freedom Mm -hmm. and then the other half of the work is like it's to it's to make the rest of the world safe regardless of diet culture and to make it no longer be a requirement for safety for those people and like that is as I say that out loud feels like the loftiest goal like I've ever (laughs) stated out loud Um, okay no no high expectations for myself Um, and and it's very lofty because like all these systems are like continuing to push down people who live in marginalized bodies and live in like these communities that are impacted by this and if we don't also do that work then like the individual work of intuitive eating seems like another like I don't know in five years going to Falter is going to start shelling it on goop you know yeah exactly oh yeah, lofty goal, but also like, how can we not try? Like, mm-hmm. right? Like, we have to. But it also reminds me of like, I don't even know how to put this into words exactly, other than to say like, we're kind of just like trying to put a band aid, right? Like, trying to catch all the people and the hurt that they're having and like help them. But it's like we're not addressing the reason that they're hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we can like keep trying to like put buckets under the leaks, but if we don't fix the like roof, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to be catching water. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it right there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm glad we, we got to like the heart of that, that right there. But the other one I wanted to mention, which I feel like I mentioned before, but like in a different context, but like, right, like you're, and, and maybe this kind of all goes together, but like potentially giving up the community, um, community aspect of like yeah. being able to, yeah, I don't know. It's, I think especially true for women and like femme, femme identifying people mm-hmm. is there is like that's what we talk about is what we were raised to talk about and like that's I mean I still have a lot of like peripheral friends and peripheral I can't talk today (laughs) you know I will go to like when we were allowed to do things go to like Thanksgiving dinner with at a friend's house it feels like forever ago and have like they we'd have like the conversations with the, the women that were there would be about like how much of the appetizers you could eat before dinner and like my god they were incredibly boring but if it was just like just me sitting back, like I am not engaging in this conversation because it's not fun. Like right. it doesn't involve me. And 
-hmm. that's really hard, you know? And I think even just like anyone who's done this work and has gone out in public can kind of know, like you can hear it. Like if you go to a restaurant when you're allowed to do that and you like, you'd hear the people around you talking about like the foods they are and aren't allowed to eat. And like, the the diet they're currently on it's like that's community that's the sense of community on top of the actual communities like right the skins <laughs> the meetings the the facebook groups and stuff like that like those are actual communities and we have like these weird amorphous virtual communities which are also really cool yes but i can name like on one hand the number of people in my actual community who do this work yep like, that's not the same. I could name not. in a book the amount of places that do diet meetings and stuff. In my They're community. like right there. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's called a phone book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is wild. And I hear that from clients over and over again and like totally can experience it myself as well as like, you know, yeah, just feeling like many of your, like m- most of your friends and family don't even know what intuitive eating is until you yeah. tell them. And like, that's just hard. And it's hard to stick to, especially when you're in that, the earlier phases when you're not feeling super solid in it either. Right. Like you're questioning yourself every step of the way. And then everyone around you is like, diet, diet, diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. Like I still have, like I'll go home for a holiday or something. And I like last year, I think I had an aunt be like, to ask me what it is that I do. And I'm like, I'm a dietitian and like told her a little bit about intuitive eating. And then she just like, launched into how she needs to cut calories. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like we got kind of there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I'm done telling yeah. people I'm a dietitian. So funny. It just, it opens up this, this weird other thing. And I'm like, no, 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 not me. Please, please yeah. do not tell me about the diet you're on. I don't right. <laughs> funny. Um, all right, Amy. So I want to just kind of wrap up by having you, um, share advice to someone who was listening to this podcast and was like, yeah, like th- this resonates or whatever. Like what's your advice for, you know, um, I don't know what, what they could do. What would you say to that person right now? Yeah. I mean, if this is new and it's kind of feeling like something that you want to lean into a little bit, like, I think the first thing is you can try to do this start on your own. I recommend finding at least one person to work with because this is hard and it feels like it shouldn't be, but it is. Um, but like lean into what the pros are for you, like, and what the cons are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for some people listening, there might be more cons, you know, the loss of capital might be a lot and there might be a lot of pros for a lot of people too. And even like figuring out what the difference is, is really hard, but like, it is hard. It's, I think we don't talk enough about how hard it can be and like how difficult it is to do on your own. Mm-hmm. Even just like needing someone who's a sounding board and you can like talk through and I don't know, just kind of work through the crap that's been in your brain for so long right. and finding someone who can do that, I think is really important. I love that. Yeah. It may, it makes a big difference. Thank you so much, Amy. I would love for you to share where people can find you both virtually or, or whatever, um, you know, the work that you do, the resources you have, anything like that. Absolutely. So like I said, I bodily am located in Washington state. <laughs> um, I have a private practice. We're all virtual right now because COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, my practice is called Prosper Nutrition and Wellness. Um, you can find it on the internet at that same name. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at 
it's Amy underscore RD. So Amy, A-M-E-E underscore RD. Um, and it's mainly where I am, although COVID has made me a little bit more laid back <laughs> on the gram. Um, <laughs> priorities are not there right now. Right. Um, and I actually have a book coming out this time next year with mm. Sumner Brooks, who's a dietitian in Portland, Oregon. Um, and it's about raising intuitive eaters. So keep an eye out for that one too. Oh my God. I'm excited for that. Cool. Thank yeah. you, Amy. All right, guys, that is a wrap on episode 78. If you want to hear more from Amy, definitely follow her on Instagram at Amy underscore RD. I should specify it's A-M-E-E. That's how she spells her name. Um, so yeah, definitely do that. And as I mentioned earlier on, um, follow me on Instagram as well. It's at the intuitive underscore RD. Um, and if you're interested in my offer for one-on-one -on -one coaching, definitely click the link in my bio on Instagram and get that, that started. All right, guys, I will plan to talk to you really soon.